Iowa everywhere. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Time to go inside the game that was and look ahead to what's up next. What's up next? Ben Bruns has the answers and analysis. It's Cyclone Sunday with Ben Bruns. Only on Iowa Everywhere. Hey guys, it's Cyclone Sunday here on Iowa Everywhere. I will bring in Ben Bruns here momentarily, but I want to thank our sponsor, Fairway Meat and Grocery, for bringing us Cyclone Sunday each and every week with Ben Bruns. Brunsy's on fire today. This is really good stuff. Iowa State losing to Texas 24-21. to Let's get the insight from the big man, Ben Bruns. Hey everybody, Ben Bruns here. Iowa Everywhere, Cyclone Sunday, coming to you after really a barn burner of a game between the Texas Longhorns and your Iowa State Cyclones. You know, I, I said last week coming into this game that I actually really liked this game. Uh, I felt like uh, it was one of those opportunities for Iowa State. And it proved out to be 100% true. And if you think about some of the plays that Iowa State left on the field, um, I can think of four kind of key drops in the game, um, none bigger than the one by X. But, but you know, let's start with that because uh, that got a fair amount of media play um, nationally. You know, if he makes that catch, your probability of a touchdown goes, goes way up. But there's also still a ton of time on the clock. And, you know, as the, as the game played out, I thought to myself, well, we really have to score with almost no time left in this thing because – Texas was moving the ball really effectively at that moment in time. And, you know, I just didn't want to leave two minutes left on the clock with Texas having the ball with a, uh, needing a field goal to tie, right? So, or, or uh, I should say, Iowa State's probably up four at that time. But, you know, I, I that's one of those plays that X it takes so much abuse during a game. He's in on so many plays and, and he's making acrobatic grabs uh, where he and the earth have multiple collisions per game. But don't, don't even put, don't even put in the other, uh, you know, defenders in play, right? X is hitting the ground with force that most of us have never known in our lives. And so, you know, he, uh, he, he, he's a warrior. He's played an incredible season. He's a go-to guy. And that's just one of those plays that, you know, sometimes you make, sometimes you don't. Uh, it's unfortunate that, that it didn't come together, but Iowa State still had life. Now, I know there's been a lot of talk about the fumble and the targeting call, but I'm just, let's just talk about targeting for a minute. Cause my, you know, I, 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 uh, uh, I work for, for, Chris Williams and, and all this, and as Chris uh, and I have talked about, it, and I certainly have watched, you know how he is rolling this thing around. Um, I, I think there's real confusion about what, how do you, how do you actually carry out officiating targeting? 
And I, I want to like, like, let's go back to the essence of what targeting the targeting penalty was designed to do. It was designed to protect football players, offensive and defensive football players, both. It was designed to keep people from getting injured with, with concussions and head and neck injuries. When Hunter Deckers gets up off the ground after lying there with who, who knows how, you know, as, as people were running onto the field to check him out, nobody really knew how bad his head or neck injury was. But it was apparent that Hunter Deckers had a head or neck injury by the way he was reacting on the ground. And he wasn't paralyzed like Tua, but you know what? Um, he had been struck in the head or neck in a way that was traumatic uh, by another player who lowered his head and shoulder pads into the area to strike him. Now, did he lead with the crown of the helmet? Did he bring his hips? Um, I... I we didn't have a TV angle that was good enough to know exactly where on axis of the center line of his body that the helmet first hit. But it certainly would stand to reason based on the fact that he had red Iowa State paint on the top of his helmet after the thing was done that he might have hit him pretty much square or, or, or just a little off center. And then as his body as the, as the impact happened, slide past him and have collision onto his shoulder, right? Th- those are all things that, um, from the angle that we had, we can't tell for sure. And you go back to the, to the Baylor game, from the angle that we had, we had a much better sense that Iowa State actually didn't have targeting on uh, both Ryler in that, in that scenario. But call it the same thing, Right. The reality is the player gets up off the ground after trauma and there's no repercussion whatsoever. Was it a fumble? I I think it probably was a fumble, but I I also think it's targeting. So if we want to change the, like, so let's talk about the rule. Okay. Um, Maybe the rule is, is, is too dramatic. Maybe the ejection is too much, right? Maybe it should be a 15 yard penalty and a warning. And if you do it twice or have a play like it twice in a game, you're out. I mean, that is more in alignment with how the game was played for the vast majority of, of it, right? Uh, you know, in, in, the, in the history of college football, that would be much more in alignment with uh, how personal fouls have been, have been dealt with. My opinion, it's targeting. My opinion is it, it, it's a it's a first down by rule, and uh, it, you know it, it's not helped by the fact that the official says that the runner is down. Right? He he said by rule the runner was down prior to the fumble. That's what he said when we went to the break, and he comes back. Now maybe we missed something. Maybe we missed them clarifying it in the stadium. But when he comes back uh, out to to all of us on TV. And Robert, uh, our, Robert Griffin III is, is sitting here telling us how that's targeting, uh, which ESPN then, in their coverage, when they come back from the break to discuss the game three times, says it's a clean play. They don't know it's a clean play. They don't know that. The kid's lying on the ground, like, beat up. They don't know that. But yet, the corporate machine 
that is the partnership between the Texas Longhorns and ESPN claims absolutely that wasn't targeting. Well, you know what? RG3 played the game as a quarterback, and he knows targeting when he sees it, and so do I, right? The kid can't get off the ground. It's the essence of why the targeting rule was put together. So don't talk to me about it was a shoulder pad hit. You don't know that. And look at his head. Look at his neck. Look how he reacts when he gets off the ground. Maybe he's a really good actor. Maybe he should go work for ESPN. So back to the officials. Uh, if, if, the, if the referee misspoke, that, that's one thing, right? Um, but what he told us when he announced the play was that the runner was down. So that creates a pretty big difference in, in the game um, if he is down or if, if, or if he's not, right? Because the ball's coming out the split second his knee hits the ground. And clearly recovered by, uh, by the defense. And man, the field judge was excited about that. I mean, that guy, he was so excited to come running across the field and let everybody in Darrell K. Royal know, uh, Stadium know that Texas had the ball. I mean, my goodness, here's his chance to shine. He's, he's a star on national TV and in the stadium. Hey, everybody, Texas has the ball. Texas has the ball. Because let's face it, there's two plays on that play that give Iowa State a first down and a chance to win the football game. Instead, both of them are called against Iowa State. And it's Texas Longhorn ball, and they kneel it out. Uh, I, I think I think the amount of saltiness from Texas fans after this game tells me uh, how much of a bunch of losers they are. They, I said it last week, they pay for steak and they get hamburger. And uh, you know, hey, good good work, right? You finally beat us. Um, you, 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 you pay all your players. I mean, these offensive linemen, who, by the way, played really well in the second half, <clears throat> are getting paid a boatload. Iowa State's guys aren't getting paid anything. I completely and totally identify with Matt Campbell's remarks after the game about how much he's proud of his football team. Because I am too. You know, and, and I had a Texas fan who I just shows up out of nowhere on my Twitter feed, talked to me about uh, how, you know, it, it wasn't targeting and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Man, go back to your shanty, you know, like I, I, I don't I don't understand how it is that Texas fans have to feel like they have to defend their team because ESPN does a pretty good job of it. Right, uh, and and the officials do a pretty good job of it too. Defend their team to Iowa State fans. The reality is, no one in college football likes you, and they all think you pay for steak and get hamburger. So good luck in the SEC, because you know you're you're wealthy enough. You can buy your way to whatever you want and accept uh, actual success. And and so. You know, as Texas season goes on, they might be one of the top three teams in the Big 12. We'll see. Um, they're definitely not gritty enough to to win a national to to win a Big 12 championship, in my mind, in comparison to some of the other teams I've seen play in the conference, uh, including two that went after it hard yesterday. 
uh, between TCU and, and Okie State. But, you know, this is all this all remains to be seen. I think those are the three best teams in the league. I can't wait to see K-State uh, play, play a couple of these teams. And I think there's a lot out there for, uh, for Iowa State still this season. You know, this season reminds me a, a lot of uh, a season that I played in in 99 where, you know, we, we started the season really well, struggled through conference. Uh, it lost a ton of close games. But I think this team does have what it takes to, to still get to a bowl game. But at this point, none of that matters, right? What, what matters at this point is can we play our best football? And I think... Saturday, Iowa State played its best football of the season. And and with the exception obviously of the punt block. I mean that so so that that's that's not good, right? We we we'll spend just a second on that. Texas uh four guys on the left side of the formation. Uh Iowa State uh lets three of them go to the shield. Um the outside guy we never touch because the two inside guys are coming hot enough that we have to just try and make sure that that guy's slow enough that he goes around the shield. It, it, it's, it's, there's got to be a missed assignment there. There's got to be. Um, so, uh, you know, that, that, that's the kind of thing that um, we just can't let happen because it should have been 7-0 right off the bat, right? But this Iowa State defense, especially early in the game, absolutely owned Texas. MJ Anderson early in the game, phenomenal plays. TJ Tampa with a with a big time uh, tackle at the end of that series to force the field goal, and then Texas, uh, who pays for for steak, got hamburger um, on the missed field goal. But you know, I, I I love the fight of this Iowa State football team, and and uh, everybody's been maligning the offense for good reason, right? It hasn't been good. It hasn't been productive. Twenty first downs, four hundred yards. Hunter Decker's running the football and 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 having success with that. Obviously, the pick was was not a good play, but you know it, it's it's one of those you can't have back, right? But at the end of the day, Iowa State had a chance to win this football game, even with four drops, four key drops. I mean, Jalen with the long with the long touchdown score, but there were a couple drops that would have been first downs prior to that. And, and, you know, it's incremental stuff, right? But you clean the reason that it doesn't matter. The reason that you still have a chance to win is because you're being productive in the vast majority of your offensive downs, which brings me to my big man in the game. Um, Daryl Simmons, Jr. Right guard for Iowa state, um, has had a really up and down season. And, uh, and he's had some good games in his career. He's he's, but but consistency, he's not been as consistent as uh, as you as you necessarily would would like to have. But he's a good player. He played great Saturday. He played great Saturday. He distorted the defense. He beat guys up. Um, he was consistently physical and and created running lanes. And you know the the play that. Uh, the play-action score that we had late in the game where Norton was the tailback happens because Norton's the tailback and, and safety bites on the run. You know, you got you to come up and stop this Iowa State run at that moment in time. And, and uh, that doesn't happen without uh, the guys up front getting the job done. And, and I think uh, the best game in, in his career, in my opinion, 
uh, Daryl Simmons has, has played. And there were other guys that played well too, but um, really uh, impressive play out of that young man. Hats off to him. So uh, where do you go next, right? Where do you go next? Well, no short, no shortage of a test coming up. I don't know what to think of this OU team this year. Uh, I know Iowa State. I, I think Iowa State's tougher. Uh, I, I think Iowa State um, is more focused. I know if Iowa State's offense plays the way that they played yesterday, uh, they'll score points. Um, I, I think you know OU with with the right quarterback at the at the helm is obviously uh, pretty good scoring the ball. But again, they haven't played a defense like Iowa State's this year. They have not played a defense that's as good as this one. And, uh, and that includes the Texas Longhorn defense. It is not as good as Iowa State's. John Heacock and, and the way those guys have played uh, is, is just, it's better than most, right? It, it is an elite defense in college football. And elite defenses keep you in games. Um, elite defenses give you a chance to win. And, uh, you know, this Iowa State football team got better Saturday. They didn't get the result that they wanted. You know, I, Steph and I mentioned last week in the, on the podcast that uh, this game was going to come down to, if, if Iowa State didn't get hosed too badly by the officials, it was going to be a heck of a game. You know, I, I would say the roughing the passer call that led to the first score you know, probably, probably Texas scores anyway, but 15 yards in that scenario is a big, is a big, big play. You know, Texas wanted a defensive pass interference um, on their long throw on that same drive, and uh, you know, maybe, maybe that's maybe that's a call, okay? Um, but they'd already gotten they'd already gotten a rough in the passer penalty that was ridiculous, so. And it should have been an interception. I mean, you know, let's face it, it's double coverage. It's a poorly thrown ball. The the greatest quarterback since sliced bread's just okay. Like, I'd take our guy over him. But he's making a lot more money. A lot more money. And that's the crazy part about college football right now. The money is, is insane. And the excuses and the media coverage is just bizarre. Right? I, 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 I've never seen a broadcast start uh, with a celebration of, of uh, the traditions of uh, Texas football like, like the one that we had on Saturday. And you know what? Hey, great, right? It's a great place to play. It's not one of the best places to play that I, that I ever played in. It's just not. But uh, um, it's good. And it was, a, it was a good environment for the Cyclones to win Saturday. And, uh, you know, they just came up a little bit short. But, you know, if you'd have told me three year, four years ago, I would say to be three and four against the Longhorns in the next four years. Uh, and, and, the, and the one loss would be a, a close one uh, in Austin. I, I, I think I'd have taken that. Iowa State played its best football of the year uh, yesterday. Played really, really, really well, and and would have loved to have seen a first down get called at the end of that game, to have a chance to see if Texas made a play or Iowa State made a play. Didn't get it. That's unfortunate. Hats off to those guys that made the trip back to Ames. Gotta get some rest uh, and get ready to take on the Sooners. And uh, we wish you the best. We're proud of you, and uh, go Cyclones. Iowa everywhere. Thank you.